<laughs> Whatever, man, as long as it works. I haven't listened to the last one. Uh, but seven or eight people listen to us, so that is a... Uh, what's the percentage increase in that, Pat? 100%. Well, it would be over 100%, right? It would be 700% if you listened to us last time. Ah, I love juking the stats. <laughs> 800% increase in our listenership. Yar. You know what I've learned, I think, through, uh, through working in the system... Uh, I think here's how you do it. So you declare a goal, right? And right. you just really give people binders and stuff like that. I'm like, this is what we're going to do. Uh, and then you kind of slowly taper off. And then at the end of it, you make a big poster and with like a slight percentage increase and just be like, victory, we did it, hooray. And that's all you have to do in life. Uh, yeah, especially in business. Yeah. But now we're in the field of Dilbert jokes. Hey, Peter, why do you call it whenever someone from middle management goes to upper management? Um, Scott Adams is still smarmy. <laughs> Promotion. Yeah. You know what's sad is I like Dilbert, but I don't like Scott Adams. The, yeah. Yeah, that's really sad, because I used to like Scott Adams until I learned anything about him. Yeah, that's the way I think people are with me. They're like, yeah, I liked him, and then he talked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is, uh, uh, if you're just tuning in, this is, uh, our, we're okay. Yeah, we're, we're not. We're those muckrakers now. <laughs> yes, we are. We're no longer Pat and Pete in the morning. Uh, we are now those muckrakers um, because uh, we like stirring up crap, and there's plenty of crap to go around in the news. And it was also a really cool uh, turn of the century phrase they used to use for people that would expose like shady business practices and corruption. Right. They Which, would, today, we just call it the media, right? Yeah, well, it's just news now. Back Ted, then, though, it was unusual. Teddy Roosevelt had a really good saying about, like, muckrakers are great, but they've, they've got to know when to stop raking the muck. Bully. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like, you know, muckrakers are great, as long as they don't say anything bad about me. Yeah. Uh, he is prominently featured in quite a few of their old cartoons, though, including our new Twitter avatar. Oh, that's true. Our new Twitter avatar brought to you by... Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, we can be found now at those muckrakers on Twitter and muckrakers at gmail.com. So please. Those muckrakers <laughs> at gmail.com. Please send all of your angry emails, your angry comments. Because uh, the one thing about me and Patrick is we love to fight, uh, but we're getting older, so we're not that good at it physically. But the internet is a great place to fight. If you're not that good at physically, you can fight with your words, and I, I really enjoy it. It makes me real happy. Yeah, we can e-thug like motherfuckers, but, uh, you know, <laughs> if we met in real life, we would probably just yell not the face and, like, back away. Oh, no, well, you might yell not the face. I would be like, oh, I'm excited about this, and then two minutes <laughs> into it, I'm out of breath and getting my butt kicked, and I'm like, I've made a huge mistake. Tripping over a cinder block again? Yeah, like that fight I got into when I was younger, and... Got beat up by a guy who looks like Fat Fabio. Yeah. I'm sad. I think that video is still on the internet somewhere, but I can't find it for the life of me. I've looked for it everywhere. Uh, listeners, if you can find it, tweet it at us, and yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll, you'll win a prize, the first person to do this. It's called, like, 1UP versus Phoenix or something. Phoenix? Not, no, Phoenix. The guy's name was, like, Penis, but with an H. Like, that's... It makes it... It makes it even more insulting, like... It's like, I lost the fight to this guy, and his name is Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's when people, when I talk to my stories to people at work, they keep going, uh, they go, yeah, I feel like you're playing that game One Truth and a Lie, but you've been playing <laughs> the long version of it, because these all sound like lies, and I go, guys, I'm with you. It does sound like I'm lying, but I promise, these things have all happened. 
Yeah. And there's been a lot of very weird things that have happened to us. Like, one time we uh, were writing a play, right? And we were given one instruction. It was a 24-hour film festival, and we were given one instruction, one rule. No having the main characters consume fecal matter. Yeah, well, that they... became, like, a central plot point, a central element. Well, what are you going to do if you go? You tell a writer, like, hey, you can write anything you want, but don't write about that. Well, that's where my mind goes. Yeah. Now, <laughs> with this podcast, our one rule is no directly threatening any sitting member of Congress, right? Yeah. Last podcast, that's like Peter was dancing around that as well as he possibly could with his uh, catching influenza and visiting the White House. Hey, I just, goes to Washington. I just said if I got deadly influenza, the last thing I, like, I might like to do is go to Washington and visit our hallowed halls of Congress and the White House, you know? What? Uh, sh shake hands with a few people after coughing into it. Yeah, you know? Cause I Accidentally. Yeah, I don't carry a handkerchief. I do. I, I really do hope they let us keep this going from Gitmo. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the torture chambers of Gitmo. <laughs> Live from the torture chambers of Gitmo. Peter, I am so hungry. How are you? <laughs> I, was, I was severely beaten yesterday with a, with a water bottle. Waterboarded for nine hours. It <laughs> was boiling hot. You know, if we can go back to waterboarding for a second, it's really weird to me that people still argue. They're like, "Nah, I remember the argument. Nah, waterboarding's not torture. Wah, it's not. It's not. It's not really." <laughs> I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Like, how well, is?" It's because they're imagining a person just getting a bottle of water poured on their head or something like the ice bucket challenge. They don't know what it actually is. They've certainly never had it happen to them. They're talking out their asses. They like, have no clue what they're saying. Remember the word stress poses when they're like, it's not torture, it's stress poses. <laughs> I'm like, you mean like, you mean like chaining somebody up by their like arms for a long period until their arms come out of socket? That's just, that's not torture. But we're not even arguing that anymore. We just go, yeah, we should torture people. We're just, we're all, that's, we're all about that now. Not us yeah. personally. I feel like the country. I personally am pretty against anything that I wouldn't want done to me. I kind of don't want to do yep. that to someone else. Hey, yep. But like, every, if we ever have a prison reform episode, that'll be a filled day. Every every uh, every argument seems to come down to these to the. I feel like the people that are arguing that are pro torture that are pro. Pro uh, no gun legislation. All of their arguments come down to like, what if you were Jack Bauer and you had <laughs> and you had uh, five minutes to find the terrorists? And the only way you could do it was torture. Would you torture them? And I'm like, no, because you're not going to be able to find out anything useful and verifiable in five minutes. What are you talking about? Like, right. Also, why am I? Why are you Jack Bauer? Clearly, you're not Jack Bauer. Like if the terrorists are going to get away with everything in just five minutes' time, the person you're torturing is probably aware of this, and if they're not aware of that, then they don't know enough information to help you, you know, actually solve the case. So, you know, either way, if they know I've just got to hold out five minutes, they can do that. Usually, if people do break under torture, ideally, it's because they've lost all hope, but also that's just kind of a, uh, a Hollywood thing. People don't actually break under torture. They lie to you under torture, like well, at witch hunts. I yes, my neighbor, he he's the witch. Well, I disagree. I think people, because every the, the idea is that everybody breaks under torture, and everybody, no one, no one can outlast torture. Uh, they and can they, only they, they tell can, you whatever will get you to stop yes. torturing them. So they'll tell you the truth, and they'll tell you they'll tell you truth, lies, whatever. Uh, they'll tell you they shot Kennedy just to make the torture stop, which makes the intelligence you're getting 
useless because you don't know what's true and what's not because they'll tell you anything. It's it's the same way I feel when a Nickelback song used to come on the radio and I was like unable to reach the radio, I would have told <laughs> willingly told somebody anything just to get Nickelback to stop playing. Yep. Oh Nickelback. I, I was the guy on the grassy knoll. <laughs> Please just, stop. Just turn this off. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's jump into some uh, some gun control debates, uh, Patrick. Oh, but first, oh, we uh, want to do first. Uh, yeah, I want to just jump back to something from last week because a lot's happened since our last podcast, and also I learned about some new stuff since our last podcast. We still don't know how many sitting total black senators there have been in the U.S. Congress. I just want to let you guys know we've done. Yeah, I have not bothered to Google it. We've done zero research, and I feel a little bit ashamed, but I still argue that I'm pretty sure it's more than nine. Yeah, I mean, I, my guess is that um, not a single listener is bothered to uh, check that out. So, well, here's the other problem: I can't name more than nine. I think I could maybe name two, maybe, and that would be tops. It's <laughs> I'm a terrible human being. I I but, agree. Uh, don't don't come don't come back and help me out or anything. Just go, yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. I I was um. I was trying to think of two members myself, so I'm just like, yeah, 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 okay. He's oh, still going, so let me just think of this. You just don't blame shit. You're like, yeah, you are an <laughs> asshole, and you're just like, how many can I name? Can I... So, does Colin Powell have a brother? <laughs> I, I was wondering, it's like, did Elizabeth Warren say she was black in college, and if so, can I use her? You know, I feel bad again, but I don't really know what Elizabeth Warren does besides get insulted by the president. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. Was she the one that he said, uh, he was like, she was always coming to me for money. She was begging for it. She would do anything. And I mean, anything. Was that her? Uh, that was a d different woman. He was attacking. See, I can't even keep the women straight that he's attacking. Yep. But, uh, so yeah, I was wondering last week, as well, accusing the Democrats of being the bad guy here, because... We expect the GOP to be a bunch of monsters, and the Democrats are supposed to stand up to the monsters. And they just didn't. They let Mitch McConnell have his way. And so I'm just like, that means that the people in DACA are just screwed at this point. There's really nothing you can do for them. Except then I learned that as far back as January 9th of this year, a judge had already ruled that DACA cannot end. And now a second judge this last week has come out and ruled that. So Has, has Trump attacked really? Has Trump attacked the courts yet? Because he likes to do that. He likes to, but like no one's really talking about this. This is a thing that happened, and now it's just obscured for some reason. Well, if it's like, obscured, no... if it's obscured, then that means both sides win. That means it sounds like Republicans got to kick out the dirty immigrants, and that that means that uh, the the uh, the DACA recipients get to stay, and people aren't up in arms about it. So it's kind of a win-win in that. It's a yeah. it's a it's a paper victory for the Republicans, and it's an actual victory for the for the Democrats and humanity in general. Yeah, it's uh, like everyone got together and decided. It's like you know what? Let's just not say anything. The deplorables are not the type to fact check stuff clearly. So you know, Trump voters will never know that um, no one's been deported, and we will know that no one's been deported. So great. What they can do, wins what if they we can, just stay quiet about it. What they can do, and it's almost impressive, is they're really good at making like little PowerPoint graphics with fake numbers. 
Um, Because I see them post them all the time. They're just like, under the Obama administration. And it's just like, 49 million immigrants uh, crossed the border illegally and took top-paying jobs at Goldman Sachs. Um, And it's just like weird numbers of stuff. Like, you know, like, 3 billion veterans died of starvation. Uh, It's just like, like those numbers. 3 billion veterans died of starvation because we had to fight. Uh, we had to uh, feed chain immigrants, chain migrants. We had yeah. to feed them with your tax money, so we fed the we those fed types of things. The veterans were fed to the chain migrants. <laughs> yep. But it's I just like, dude, just because it's in a just because it's on a PowerPoint doesn't mean it make it right. Whoever somebody's just churning. Maybe it's the Russians. Maybe they're just like we have PowerPoint technology. And we will just we will just make a bunch of this. Like I just I'm like you don't you don't check your you don't check your facts like. When I hear something that is like blatantly untrue, like a crazy rumor, I'm like, huh, let me go on the internet, let me Snopes it, let me other stuff, let me check it out, and like, see what's up. Uh, and you know, I was coming up with a lot of news for this week to just sort of have like a grab bag of facts, and then yesterday happened in Florida, and that just sort of uh, makes the rest of this stuff seem very unimportant. Like, uh, this so- is a fun story. Uh, housing Department and Sleepy Time Advocate Ben Carson conned out of $133 million uh, which they gave to another Puerto Rico con- whenever they gave another Puerto Rico contract to a company that wasn't even licensed. They were just conned and okay. Oh, and Kellyanne Conway, she's in charge of combating the opioid epidemic. That's uh, General Kelly's defending the multiple wife beaters now that's had to resign. Okay, but all this is just gone now, out the window, because our main story for this podcast is another shooting. Yep. Or, uh, I guess more specifically, another mass shooting in a school, which is the worst place to get shot because most people don't want to be there anyway. Exactly. At least if I got shot in an Arby's, I'd be like, you know what? I deserve this. It's probably better for me anyway that I don't eat here. I made this choice. I could have eaten a salad. <laughs> yep. Yeah, man, that's like... That's... So in Florida, this uh, do you have the guy's name and his bona fides and all that? Ah, uh, jeez. Is... No. <laughs> Walla, uh, Patrick, uh, did we do, Walla Patrick, did we do any, did we, did we do any research at all for this? Uh, uh, his name's Nicholas Cruz. So, uh, this guy, Nicholas Cruz, and I read He's a little 19 bit. years old. He's, um, former high school student. He, uh, was kind of expelled for ex- exhuming, exhuming violence? I don't know. Exhibiting extremely Exhibiting disturbing, disturbing behavior. behavior. So what I read about this guy was that, uh, he uh he was deeply disturbed um his like his uh his, his social media profiles were all full of like uh pictures of guns and like things like like animals and stuff he had shot which is yeah. real weird there was and, a picture of like a gun and then like a frog he had shot and I'm like man why are you shooting frogs very disturbing there's a picture of him in a maga hat make america great again hat that's um Shows that his intelligence level is probably not that high. Also, his teacher said that he enjoyed wearing that around the school, so... Yeah, so there's a lot of disturbing photos of him. He's clearly, like, uh, he's clearly a Trump supporter. Uh, and this happened in Florida. He he was uh, he was so weird and disturbed that, like, the school, all the faculty were told uh, he's not allowed to carry a book bag on school grounds because I guess they caught him once with a bag full of, like, knives and bullets. And they're like, uh, this is not... So he was like, he, he, like, he'd received psychiatric help. His family was terrified of him. They said that he bought a gun, bought an AR-15, and kept it in a lockbox. They made him keep it in a lockbox. But they're like, but uh, he still has the key. 
and also <laughs> he stole allowed to own a gun. So he went into a school and killed 17 people, and the stupid gun control debate begins once again. Uh, and the um, whole Obama-era regulation of psychiatric patients should not be able to buy firearms? Well, that's just one of those, you know, red tape things that's choking mom-and-pop stores to death. So the day before this mass shooting, our president wisely did away with that regulation and got rid of it. Well, Florida, as we know, has almost no gun legislation at all. It's a very, like... It's a very, very the red. Wild West. Yeah, it's a very, it's the sweaty, the sweaty Wild West. It's a very. It's the Wild West with crocodiles. It's the Wild West with crocodiles and more inbreeding. And Florida man. And Florida man. So this guy shoots people, and he's still alive. Like, so we, yeah. we actually. This is a rare mass shooter that did not die. Yeah, yeah. So the 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 debate begins again, and already the other day I jumped in one of these Facebook debates because that's what we do. People say stupid stuff. I jump in it. And what I thought was interesting... We always inter- tell ourselves that we got to stop doing this, and then the very next week it's like, well, but this person's incredibly wrong. I, And then next thing you know, it's 2 a.m., and you're still arguing with a brick wall. So I want to go I want to go a little bit. I want to talk about because I have this guy's these comments, his comments pulled up. Um, and he says, uh, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, just, we'll just name him... Um, we'll name him John Doe, right? Says, we don't want to blow up anybody's spot here. But he go he starts going on about the base for our constitution and like t- starts talking about natural law. And where I jump in was he goes, "You are trying to blame a tool for being used. It isn't about the tool. It is about the actions of the people." Well, right. So guns are tools, right? So you can't you can't blame a hammer for killing people. You should blame the man swinging the hammer. May I just right quick? Yeah, jump in, man. If um if guns don't kill people, people kill people. Then why not get rid of all the guns, like all of them? Because you're just saying that they're irrelevant anyway, right? If so, what if what if the criminals get a hold of guns and break into your house? Just because you lost your gun, you're not no longer human. You're still a person. So it's an even match, is it not? Make yourself a human weapon. You are still a person. So it's. There should be no difference in your fighting prowess. You know, Cain killed Abel with the rock, so find a rock and kill the intruder with well, that. Well, I'm, I'm going to one of you there. Build, guns... build a bomb right quick and blow up, blow him up before he shoots your family. If guns don't kill people, people kill people. I say, why not get rid of the people? Just all of them, <laughs> right? Let's get rid of them all. So my, my reply to, uh, to John Doe uh, was, uh, then why can't everyone have nukes? They are just a tool. And I'm serious. If, if you're gonna jet bombers, yeah. Because listen, man, it's it's not it's not a you know it's not the it's not the the nuclear weapons fault. So he he responds. He says, uh, uh, nuclear weapons do not fall under what is necessary to feed oneself, their families, or to defend their rights. Neither the AK-47. You do realize defend that... their rights? Oh, now hold on. You can um, ask Kim Jong Un about that. They <laughs> definitely are needed to defend your rights. So this is the argument I'm saying. That's I've heard the you know the whole argument for like I need a gun to defend myself. My fa- but I've never heard one go like, "Hey man, I need a gun to feed myself." And I was, uh, and so like my kind of response to this because he also throws in the Soviet Bill of Rights and how the Soviets uh, suffered because they didn't have the right to bear arms. And so he's like, "I got to address one stupid thing at a time." And I'm like, "Dude, all right, you want to feed your family? Do it with a bow and arrow. Do it with a sharp stick. Farm because people have been doing that for thousands of years before guns, right?" 
Like, are we to the point now where, like, I need a gun to eat? No, no, you don't. You just get a little patch of land and farm. And uh, the whole thing about guns don't kill people, people kill people. And what about toddler accidents, right? Did you know that 21 people are shot each, or killed each year, not even shot, are killed by toddlers with a gun? And you can say, well, that's the negligent parents, so we can still not have to blame the gun. The toddler didn't willfully kill them. It was negligence of someone else's fault. But let me... Let me pose this question. What kind of Pee-wee's Playhouse of Nightmares would you have to live in for the parents to do something equally irresponsible enough to just get a random person killed by a mistake a toddler makes in a household where there are no guns? <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's the secret word in this Pee-wee's Playhouse? Uh, bang? <laughs> Whenever you hear a bang, <laughs> scream real loud, because your mom just died. Oh my god, it's the best... <laughs> It's the it's, it's the best worst Pee-wee's Pee Playhouse ever. So I'm gonna say what we need tougher we need tougher legislation on toddlers. You know we need we need mandatory minimum sentencing on these pint-sized predators. I really want that to become a thing like in the '90s when they kept saying they're called super predators. Well, how about pint-sized predators? And you know why they're so dangerous, Patrick? Why is that? <laughs> because they can. <laughs> because they can, they're so small with their little hands, they can fit in anywhere. Uh-oh, think you hear the secret word! Bang! <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like, so I need, I, you need guns to feed your family. Man, go to the AMP, go to the grocery store, buy some food. Where are you, where are you living where you're like, I gotta shoot what I eat? Man, like... Well, you know, food doesn't really feed Peter. Pe uh, feed people, Peter. People feed people. So you're a person. Why do you even need to go to the store for? So he got to, so the parents. I don't know. I'm just. I'm upset at the guns don't kill people. People kill people because that's so like nobody has ever argued that a gun is a sentient murder machine. I, yeah. Nobody's ever made that argument. We need people tough... just pretend like it's something, and then they argue against that straw man. We need tougher legislation on these sentient murder bots. Yeah, yeah. It just—it's to a point where like people are being like sold this fear every time. Because here's the thing: every time kids get killed in a school, the the arms manufacturers, much like the uh, pharmaceutical makers, when people overdose, like they're winning because more people buy their product, especially with guns. The more yeah, shootings happen, the whenever more... a school shooting happens, then the NRA can bounce up and say. The government's coming to take your guns they god they loved having obama because they could be like obama's coming for your guns and that scares the shit out of people and they go out and buy thousands more guns and well, the problem gets worse and worse and worse i looked at it you know i looked at it from the point of view of like how are you arguing for i should this shouldn't infringe upon my gun rights when like children are being murdered and then i it occurred to me too they've gotten to this point now where instead of facing it you got like these alex jones it was a false flag operation to take your guns it's not real they're not really They dead. really did argue that. They argued he argued that about freaking Sandy Hook that that I'm, was a false flag operation and those are at child actors. No yeah. one died there. Yeah, I'm going to argue that like Alex Jones is a false flag person and he doesn't actually he's not he's not a real human. He's a pile of sentient garbage that's trying <laughs> to take over because guess what, Wilda? I mean, hmm. Wilda Patrick, Patrick Wilda, I'm using both your names now. Guess what, Thrift? What? If we make this planet uninhabitable, where people can no longer live, guess who's left? Trubbish. The garbage. That's a, yes. That's a sentient Trubbish. trash Pokemon. Yes. Trubbish. Uh, Alex uh, Jones. You know, in 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 the in, in the land of in the land in the, in the landfill, 
in the land of the landfill, the garbage man is king. Then we'd hear Alex Jones' producer go, Coughing! And then it's time to roll camera. And... Sometimes I wish there was tougher legislation on Pokemon Wilder. <laughs> Patrick Wilder. Indeed. The, uh, so, another meme that you might see going around is, you know, cars kill X number of people each year and no one talks about taking them away. Well, two things. One, nobody's talking about taking guns away. We just want them to be more regulated. Regulated like Peter? Cars. Oh, yeah. So I got, you know, I used to I used to drive a little scooter, right? And there's this whole thing with, like, it's big in New York right now, like, scooter and moped legislation. And they don't want mopeds on the streets because people are like, they're dangerous. They'll very slowly run people over, and it's uncomfortable. <laughs> and so it's a big thing. In Georgia, they, as long as it was the engine was under 50 cc's, you didn't have to have any, like, uh, you didn't have to have a license. You could drive it on the street. You didn't have to have a license plate or anything, so it was basically like scooter country. Now, I got pulled over a bunch on that scooter, even though I was within the bounds of the law. Now, in New York, you have to have licensing and all this stuff for basically an electric bicycle. You have to go through, to you have to take a trip to the DMV. You have to pay money. You have to pass a test. Like, there's all this stuff that goes into just getting an electric bicycle, but people, but, but you have to do less than that in Florida to own a death machine. Yes. That makes no sense. And yeah, cars are regulated. That's the thing. Like, you got to get your license. You got to get your license renewed, you know? Uh, why, why, why? You know, because like, they'll make a list and they'll come by and take our guns. And like, that's never, ever going to happen. And if we're to that point, we got so much bigger. They're just going to drone strike your house. Yeah. And the main thing that they could do that would really help this whole situation is. To make you have to pay for insurance, just like with cars. Yes. Just like with anything that you own that could be potentially deadly, let's uh, let's slap some insurance pricing on it. That's what we're selling today, guys. Push this through. This should be a thing. The way to fix the gun problem is gun insurance. Get the insurance companies involved. You have to have your gun insured. So that way, when your dumb, like, son kills 17 people because he's mentally unstable... Guess what? Your insurance premium's going through the roof, baby, and it's gonna yep. pri it's gonna price out crazy people because crazy people yep. generally don't make a lot of money. Crazy people that want to stockpile a hundred and fifty AK forty sevens. Well, now they have to pay a premium on every single one of those because the more potential deadliness a weapon has, the you know the more the interest on it's gonna be, right? So every one of those things are gonna cost them through the nose. Yeah, and I absolutely. But of course, if you just want to own a few guns for because you're crazy and you want to own a gun, it's not going to be that bad. If you want to own a well-regulated militia of sentient robot guns in your basement, then it's really going to run you. That's uh, run up the old bill. That'll cast you. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Friggin' gun insurance. That's how you fix that. No one's taking your guns. Gonna have to pay. Sorry, buddy. Why should I have to pay for my gun? Well, because when you when, when you have a bad day and you shoot 30 people, uh, they should be covered for their pain and suffering. Also, if the insurance company goes, yeah, you shouldn't drive because you're friggin' blind, then you can't you can't get a license. So if the insurance company goes, yeah, you shouldn't have a gun. Uh, if a person is crazy, then they just shouldn't be able to own a gun. Just like if someone's blind, they shouldn't be able to drive a car. Or if you've been convicted of just running over 30 people with your car and somehow you get out of prison, you're probably not getting your license back. Yep. Now, won't this just put guns and cars into the hands of bad guys? Well, some of them maybe, but when they get caught carrying it, or it's found out, they'll be arrested. Yeah. yeah. Remember, um, God, there's been so many incidents with bombs where 
people have been caught before they're able to kill a lot of people because it's illegal to own bombs, right? Because it's illegal to own bombs, then you can't just order a bunch of bomb-making things because then the FBI is like, this person just ordered everything that they needed to make a shitload of pipe bombs from this one website. Maybe we should check them out. Fuck you, you're infringing on my civil bomb rights! Plus, you gotta actually know what you're doing when it comes to building bombs. Remember the underwear bomber? He decided he'd blow up a plane with a bomb in his underwear, failed to make the bomb right, and all he did was set his crotch on fire. Nobody died, and he had singed pubes. You don't like, have to be that's smart. That's what happens when... That's what happens whenever you regulate stuff such as bomb-making materials. People don't know instantly how to do it right. Uh, they can get caught doing it. Like, the Boston bombers were caught making their bombs by three different people who just didn't say anything. Now, it can't be helped that they didn't say anything, but they did catch the people. If they had said something, then it could have been prevented. But what? if they were using guns, nobody would have stopped them because they would have saw them with guns and been like, well, that's legal, so whatever. What but they... if you have to have insurance for it, then you, yeah. know, you can check that. And Gun insurance. Because they don't have it. So we do we do this thing on our Twitter account, which is, what is our Twitter account again, Walter? Because I'm going to keep plugging this throughout the show. At those muckrakers. So at those muckrakers, we're gonna we, we try to we try to push a conspiracy theory. We try to get a hashtag trending. This this go around. Uh, it, we're just gonna be pushing hashtag gun insurance. Hashtag gun insurance. Call your local congressman. And when he's like, "What's gun insurance?" Uh, direct him to this podcast. And let's get gun man. Let's get let's make gun insurance happen. I just want to see. I want to see the arguments about gun insurance because then no one's taking away your guns. You just have you're just regulated. You know. Yep. So this guy I got in an argument with, we got into a deeper argument about, like, natural, you know, natural rights. And it's, you know, the, the government shall not infringe upon the rights of the people. And da 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 da, da, da you know, the old thing. And so I brought up, like, I, I'm going to tell you a little story real quick because I like to tie history to this. Right after the country was formed, and I believe it's why we were still operating under the Articles of Confederation, we might have at that point switched over to the... Uh, uh, not the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution. So we were kind of in that area, right? It was a brand new government, and we had to show that it could work. And there was this guy named Daniel Shays. Uh, and Daniel Shays was like an ex, uh, he was an ex-war veteran, you know, fought for the War of Independence and all that stuff. He was very mad that, like, they, like him and a bunch of farmers had to pay taxes. And they, they, they said, huh, did, didn't we just fight a war about taxes? I don't want to pay no more taxes. Like, he was very upset. And everyone goes, no, 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 no. See, what we said was we were mad because it was taxation without representation. You had yep. representation, and your representation sucks, and you lost. Pay your taxes. And so Shays was like, I'm going to rebel. And the government's like, all right, here we go. Let's try this out. So he rebelled. Army came down, and they all kind of just fizzled out. It ended, you know. And it was really important for the government because it showed that the rule of law stood and the only way the country works is if we fight our battles in the government, not an arms insurrection to protect our rights. So my argument with this guy was, I'm like, man, look, you have to fight your battles in the halls of Congress and through the rule of law, or else this country doesn't work. Some armed group of dudes with, like, AKs are not going to save democracy. That's the death of democracy. That that's that's sectionalism. That's civil war. That falls. Things fall apart when it that's, is. That's how ISIS is trying to change their government. And look yeah. how well that's working out for them. So his reply, and I, I man, like I just want to start hurling insults at him because his reply was just like, "Oh, well, Congress is bought and paid for." And I go, "Then stop being a coward 
and hiding behind a gun and vote those dudes out. For, for people that claim to hate ISIS so much, Trump supporters are a lot like ISIS. They're both groups are highly nationalistic, extremely against globalism. They both think that the best way to solve your problems is by owning a bunch of AK-47s. Uh, they probably both have about the same level of education. I mean, just all this stuff. I understand. I understand the, the fear of government overreach. I'm, I'm a very big, like, that's one of my big fears. It's why I don't support the Patriot Act. It's why I don't support, like, the infringement of civil liberties. The uh, I'm a very, very big fan of the the right of due process, that if you are arrested by your government, then you should be given a speedy, you know, even if you're not a citizen, if you're arrested by the government, you should be given a speedy trial, access to counsel, and that it should be determined sentencing, you should be held indefinitely, right? Those, I think, right. Are, are rights, but nobody's pushing for that. No one's going, man, let's get these dudes and get them a trial and get them sentenced. Let them get, let's just hold people indefinitely. That's what I'm scared of, and no one sees me fighting that battle. I just go, my my gun is what keeps me free. <laughs> no, dude, your support of the government and like your support of like your own constitution, all of it is what keeps you free. This whole like let's in, let's inhibit let's inhibit free speech, let's inhibit the right to peaceably assemble. I don't know why people that are so against government overreach are so they are not behind like protesting at all. Like they. You see, uh, we should enact legislation that makes them legal to protest. People shouldn't take a knee. Duh, 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 duh. What are you talking? You just said you're scared of government overreach. You have guns because you're scared of the government. But you're like, yeah, no, we shouldn't. Uh, we shouldn't. Uh, we sh people should not be allowed to gather. That is not. Mm -mm. People should not get in a group and say things I disagree with. Yeah, the whole take a knee thing bothers me mostly because of. Um... The way Fox News handles it is they keep saying it's highly disrespectful to the military, and they've said that so many times that military vets start to believe it after a while. When it's not at all disrespectful to the military, Fox News just wants to shut the protesters up and make them stop I doing think, it. I feel like it's incredibly – you should, and I think a lot of veterans aren't – it also creates a good octave for them, some because it's some group to disagree with that they can point at yeah. and keep their um, viewers occupied. Because here's the thing, like I got, I have my own views on veterans, and you know we have friends that are veterans and have, have have suffered a lot in war. I don't generally agree with war. I don't agree with the reasons they went over, but like. At the same time, you know, I respect their lifestyle. This is something you feel patriotic that you feel the need to serve. By all means, go do it. But my argument at the same time is like. If someone's taking a knee during the national anthem and you're a veteran and you fought for our freedom, you should respect that we live in a country where someone can take a knee, somebody can gather and protest, and it's okay because we're that country. Like, you should be proud. That's not disrespectful. That's what you fought for. Yep. You know, I don't like, I don't like Nazi rallies, but at the same time, it's just sort of like, all right, you want to do a stupid thing and, like, as long as you're peaceably assembling and you're not, you know, your, your hate speech is not crossing the line into we should take action and hurt people, which is kind of the problem with Nazi rallies. Free speech allows them speech yeah. that wants to restrict speech, so that's a whole other problem. But people, people march and protest stuff that I don't agree with, but I respect their right to protest and speak freely because, good God, man, that's the whole point of what we're doing. Yeah, because... Um... Well, two things. One, our Nazi rallies do have people like going around killing people by driving over them, and then our president says, "Well, you know, many good people on both sides," and that's like a whole other thing. Yeah, people also don't but, seem to understand that like free speech. Here's my other problem with free speech. I think, Go ahead. 
I just think that it's also very important that we don't restrict hate speech just because sometimes the people doing hate speech are actually right like in the case of uh, gay rights originally that was considered hate speech because mm. people misunderstood what gay meant they thought that all gay people were pedophiles so if you were yeah. pro-gay you were pro-pedophile is how the common person viewed it yeah. so it pro-gay speech was hate speech for a long time but it was important to let them speak until eventually they were able to convince people, no, that's not what we're Two about different at issues, all. yeah. And I think it's, I think, I think it's that what's, issues what... Issues were conflated there. Yeah, I think what you're, what, what is classified as hate speech needs to be very important and very specific. Now, what's interesting about free speech, and a lot of people don't seem to understand, and I, I, I hate even calling this nuance. So people will go like the Tiki Torch Nazis and they'll go out and they'll yell about how we should kill, you know, we should kill the immigrants and we should kill black, we should kill the Jews and this, that, and the other. Yeah, J Jews will not replace us, they kept shouting. And then, and then they... Many good people on those side, <laughs> according to our president. And then they, then, then what happens is people take photos of them and then it turns out that your job doesn't want to be associated with a guy that's on the front page of Times, the, the Times of the Tiki Torch going like, Jews will not replace. So free speech means the government can't come arrest you for speech unless it falls under like hate speech it doesn't mean that you don't have to face consequences for your speech me me as a teacher i have to also, be very, uh, go ahead uh, sorry to interrupt i was just gonna say also keep in mind that once we give one administration the authority to arrest hate speech then uh the other administrations all get it too so let's say under Obama, if you did a Nazi speech, you were arrested. Well, under this current guy, do you really think under Trump, Nazis would be arrested? Yeah. No, it would be black and people getting arrested for trying to say that their lives matter. It's like, you know, we're, our lives have intrinsic value, too. Lock them up. And that's disrespecting our troops. That's where I'd be very careful is what we call hate speech. And I still, I like the old definition of hate speech is kind of like yelling fire in a crowded theater Anything that is endangering people's lives or well-being, I think, I believe that that, that, that falls is under. actually restricted. Like yeah. yelling fire in a theater is so hate speech would be like one step departed from that. That's why whenever I, whenever I'm in a theater that's on fire, man, I just keep my mouth shut and stay on the right side of the <laughs> law. If you're like, do you see smoke? And I'm like, nope, you're not going to get me in jail for that. I mean, Bush saw smoke, and look how wrong he was about that. So it's better to just keep your mouth shut. I don't even understand that joke. Uh, where there's smoke, there's fire, and that's why we went over into um, Iraq to look for weapons of mass destruction. Man, did you did you stretch before that reach for that punchline? <laughs> did you limber up for that? Because I was like, all right, maybe there's some weird thing about Bush smoking or setting something on fire, but nope, he's just taking a long walk to like a short punchline. I, I mean, I'm doing laundry, so it's like... <laughs> this is why we need a laugh track. <laughs> That would be like, I taped in front of a live studio audience. But yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, hey, hey, that's, a, that's a problem. But like, I feel like free speech and freedom to assemble is super important. And that's being attacked right now. Like there's a, there's a, I've seen a graphic of states that are, they either are or were trying to push through legislation that uh, either A, made it more difficult to assemble to protest and B, uh, made it like lawful to drive your car through a, a, a group of protesters which seems like a direct way to support that Nazi who ran over a bunch of protesters. Uh, you know, because corporations are people and money speech, and so companies should have unlimited speech, we should also give um, protesters the right to run people over with unlimited 
gas mileage. I don't know. Well, what what it's, other like what other scenario can you think of where anybody would support like we need we need uh, we need to be softer on vehicular homicide? Huh. Right. And what other thing could you try to justify? Like you know what? I think that these charges for people running other other running over other people in their car these these I think these these sentences should be lighter. It was like it was like if we go all the way back to the stand your ground thing, uh, and I wish I remember the source, but I read it, it was very interesting. It had an unintended effect when they started really pushing the stand your ground laws, in which I believe that like drug dealers and felons were gunning people down and then like getting off or trying to use the I felt threatened so I stood my ground rule and shot this dude, and people were like, uh, well, I, I didn't mean for it to apply to non-white people. <laughs> yeah, the, uh... Uh, what was I going to say? Um, I can see where this does sound like it would be a common sense thing, but like or a common sense law, like if um, someone threatens you and you use your right, your Second Amendment right to defend yourself, you shouldn't have to go to jail for life for just defending yourself. But like with most common sense things, it doesn't really pan out in the real world. Like the whole a good guy with a gun could stop a bad guy with a gun. That one lady fired at a guy in a parking lot that two police officers was chasing. Yeah, that was thinking my... that she was, and she did this because the NRA said, "Yeah, go ahead and do this. This is what you got to do." And they disappeared in a hurry when someone actually did it. <laughs> that was my favorite story. Was a guy's shoplifting. I think at like a Walmart. He's running to the parking lot. Cops are like, "All right, let's chase him." And this lady goes, "I'm a good guy with a gun." Blam, 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 and just starts shooting up the parking lot. And uh, was swiftly, swiftly arrested because you should not. You don't know why the police let the police shoot at him. If the police aren't shooting him, and you know how like how how sort of trigger crazy a lot of police can be, maybe don't. Maybe this is not the venue to start firing into a crowd. Yeah, I saw an interview with her afterwards, and she was like, "I know what my takeaway from this hurry is. I'm never helping anyone out again for the rest of my life." Good, don't. I don't want your help if your help is a yeah. bullet. <laughs> yep. My God. Oh, I I, uh, I dropped my papers. Can you? Uh, do you mind help? <laughs> like that's no one wants that help, lady. The cops got it. Like, relax. You know, holster holster your weapon. I meant to go back in that earlier. Sorry, when I was talking about stand your ground, I was not inferring that all drug dealers and felons are black. I just realized that it's gonna sound <laughs> it's gonna sound that, very. What I meant to that, say it's was okay. I keep I I very much keep um, blanket saying that all Trump supporters are um, very dumb. But well, what? What? Uh, I do cringe every time I say that. Like I realize I just said that, and I'm like, ah. But you know, fuck nuance. Well, what I what I what I what I meant by that was that they want this stand your ground law to apply. I feel like only to to white people, and not to anybody that is non-white, and also not to anybody that is a uh, that that like you know is a felon or is in any way breaking the law so they don't want they only want that whole that sort of like white cowboy that rides in the city. they want it to apply to that guy but when it applies to anybody else they get real worried like if you ever read about the gun control laws in california why they're so strict it's because of the black panthers they started exercising their second amendment rights like whenever uh like a black person was pulled over by by racist cops uh the black panthers would just kind of show up with shotguns and they would hang out and they'd make, the, they'd make the racist cops real nervous. And I think at one point they walked into a California Senate or city council meeting with some kind of big mucky muck meeting. So the Black Panthers walked in and they've all got guns. And it's totally legal at that point. And so we just got to get more black people and more white stakes to, 
states to um, walk around with guns, and then we'll get the regulations that we need. Uh, you know, as much as I hate it, I feel like if you can scare if you can scare old racist people, you get some legislation passed on the double quick. Yeah. You know, like the. I wonder o- if they would just go ahead and try to you know word it if you're black you can't have guns well they did that way back they did that way back it was called the black codes and that got struck down we uh in in u.s history there was a time in which which they were like happened nowadays that would be another trump tweet you know judge overreaches well that's the problem is we're in this era of dog whistle politics now where we'll pass legislation that's very specifically aimed at a specific group but we won't say it because oh you can't say well, you couldn't say racist things. Now we've come full circle back. Yeah, you can just be racist and apparently nothing happens to you. But that's so much of our legislation has been aimed at, like, attacking minority groups for whatever reason. And, yeah, there's even a, there's a great documentary, if you ever get a chance to watch it on Netflix, it's called 13th. And it's all about the 13th Amendment and the problem with it in that it says that no one can be held in involuntary slavery or servitude except, you know, if charged with the commission of a crime, and how and then they trace that through politics and how uh, legislation got real smart about how to be racist uh, without, you know, writing very specifically, oh, uh, no black people can own guns. Like, so they got real smart about it. It was, it was a fascinating watch. If you ever get a chance, check it out. Uh, definitely, definitely worth seeing. So that's like prison chain gangs is um, yeah, that slavery was, once you've been charged with a felony? Yeah, so that was a big huh. thing is like forcing people in prison to work basically I, in slave conditions and stuff I, like I, that. Yeah, I wasn't 100% on how that worked. I uh, thought for a while that it might have been like when they make license plates and they get paid like pennies on the hour. Kind of, yeah. It was called the convict lease system. And basically what happened, so after the, you know, after the Civil War, you are now free, but you don't own anything. You don't get anything. You probably don't really have any job skills or know how to read. The only thing that you know is how to how to how to you know work agriculture. So what happens? They passed all these vagrancy laws that are just like, oh, if you uh, look like a vagrant, if you're hanging out on a street corner, we're gonna arrest you. And they would just like they would just basically rearrest a ton. Ah, uh, so that way they get all their slaves back. Yeah, so they basically rearrested a ton of African Americans uh, and put them. And I think it was. You know, a lot of times, even worse than slavery, as terrible slavery is, the convict, convict lease system was just terrible. Nobody talks about that. And just the weird the weird laws passed during the Jim Crow era, and then, you know, we, you know, we won a lot of, you know, we, we pushed a lot back after, you know, during the Civil Rights Movement. But, like, then it just kind of, you know, much like Pennywise the Dancing Clown, it changed its form and waited and came back in a new form of monstrosity. The fact that like people are mad at Black Panther and people are like, "Why it's white genocide," is is insane to me. They're they're mad when you make. He's a... talking about the movie right now. He's talking about the group before. Yeah, sorry, I should have made that distinction. Yeah, sorry, uh, Black Panther the movie. People are mad about that because you know, oh god, there's a movie that has an all black cast and they're superheroes. How dare they? When you know, I read a great article on Crack the other day where uh, they talked about how race race stuff has gotten so bad that. We forget that there was an already a black a movie with a black superhero in 1998 called Blade, where all the villains were white and no one even like everyone's like, oh, it's a cool movie. Yeah, that was a great film. I you know I rewatched it recently I... and it's not bad. I tell you though, I don't really care about 90s techno karate fighting and I forgot that existed. I haven't seen it in so long. Like my only real 
still around memory of blade was seeing the third one in theaters and like me and my friend being the only two white people in there well it's good you know the article brought up a good point they, they said that like it's so it's there's depth to blade that i didn't think about when i was a kid is that like uh blade not only is he a he's a black superhero but like he's half vampire so basically he's something that the ruling power elite forced on him that he did not want and now he fights back against them with the power that they forced on him. Yeah, which is a, an amazing nice. metaphor. You make that movie now, you got white supremacists picking in the theater. You got the president tweeting about it. But in 98, <laughs> we were apparently in a better place. We're like, yeah, man, I want to see Wesley Snipes get into some like, <laughs> like techno fights with vampires. I want to see that too now. I had forgotten about this techno fighting thing. Yeah, they would just play techno music and then he would just fight like 10 guys. And it's like cool the first time, but like... You know, the third time you're like, all right, so none of these guys have backstories, so they're all definitely going to die. Yeah. You're just like, all It's right. just like, um, oh, fuck, what's that Keanu Reeves movie? John Wick? Yeah, John Wick. I still haven't seen the second one. I still haven't. looking forward to I still haven't seen the first one. I don't know. I'm not like, I'm not like knocking Blade. It was just, I forgot that I'm, I'm never really interested. I, I don't know, man. I want my fights to have stakes. And so it's just, to me, it seems really low stakes when dudes are just like. To, you need to watch Sausage Party then. All the fights have stakes. You know, again, <laughs> you're, you're reaching for the joke. I don't really want to watch Sausage Party because it it's going to sound I'm weird. I'm just but making a pun. Yeah, the violence, the, the violence depicted in that movie just made me really uncomfortable. I know it's animated, but in the trailer where they're, like, they're grating the potatoes and the potatoes are like, Oh, Jesus! She's grating off my skin! That made yeah. me feel real bad, and I'm like, ah, I it's can't. A, it's supposed to. Like, that's kind of the point of the movie, is that it just does this horrifying stuff. Yeah, I'd much rather watch techno fights with Wesley Snipes just just smacking people around. What I didn't understand, though, and this makes me sad about like a lot of vampire movies, is you got some kind of interesting like uh, villain uh, progression, and you had, I think it was Donald Logue was the, the long-haired guy who keeps... Keeps getting beaten up by Blade, but he's all like super like, Ha! I got your sword now! Ah, my hand! But the other vampires, especially the old ones, they're all like these European, just like, we are vampires. I'm like, man, what's his backstory? Like, he's like, I'm a thousand years old. I'm like, so you're a thousand years old, but you're boring as hell. Come on, man. Give me, give me a little. In thousand years, I have yet to develop a personality. Yeah, yeah. That's Come at me, bro. I really hope that if I live to be a thousand years old, man, I'm, a, I'm an interesting dude. That's all I want. But yeah, so it's just like... Maybe he's just tired. Like, have you ever been to a nursing home? Nobody in there has a personality. It's just like, where's my pills? That's all they're concerned with. I hope it's... It's supper time. I Here's hope, my tree. I, I hope, look at it. I hope being a thousand-year-old vampire isn't like just being a really old person, because that kind of takes all wow. the... It takes <laughs> all the fun out of being a vampire. Yeah. It takes all the fun out of living for a thousand years if you're just like, well, I started being boring sometime around the Renaissance, and uh, it's only gotten worse. There's another really great cracked article about why it would be terrible to live forever or for like a really long time. Uh, If you guys get a chance, go on Cracked and just read. They're they're probably one of my favorite, I guess, sources to just read stuff about because me and and Patrick, Patrick Wilder, Patrick Wilder Thrift, Mr. Thrift, we both, uh, I got one article through to Cracked once that they published, and we've tried to get many more through, but their vetting process is amazing. It's like writing a college paper. you got to have several sources for your entries. Like It's well-researched articles for a comedy site. I have the utmost respect for their journalistic integrity, even if you will read uh, an article called, like, Five Medical Things You Didn't Know About Farts. Because <laughs> you better believe that, like, they've that gone... 
vetted to death and back. Yeah, yeah, you know they've gone through and like looked at the peer research and cited it to support all their five things about farts. It's really amazing. It made me it made me a better writer, even though I couldn't get any of my articles through. It definitely I'm like okay, so I'm gonna do a research article. This is how I do it. Yeah, I um, it drove me crazy because unless you're like uh, editing it straight away and resubmitting it immediately, and the person gets right back on it, they eventually forget who you were, and sometimes their critiques become inconsistent. Like yeah. one of my examples will be the only one they like, and later will be the only one they don't like, and it's like, <laughs> what do you want? That happened. To, ah! That happened to the last article I tried to write. I tried to write an article about uh, teaching, and it went through, and I got some positive feedback. But the only problem was they liked, I think, one entry out of five, and they're like, "This is really good," uh, but you got to rewrite the other ones. And I'm like, so basically, there was one shining example, but I got to rewrite the whole article, and then I'm like, ah, <laughs> I'm done right <laughs> it's now. Too much work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they pay well too. They pay it's like two hundred dollars an article, which is amazing. Yar. I feel like so a lot of these clickbait sites, because I love, I, I read a lot of clickbait articles, and they make me mad because I'm so used to, like, Cracked, where, like, you basically start with the least, end with a bang, and it's got a flow to it and all that. And I read all these clickbait things, and I'm like, these are just, this is bad writing. Someone got paid to write this, and it's just, it's just not good. Yep. But, yeah, back to, uh, back to the government. So the idea of all these laws, I feel like, is they pass them in the, in the sort of understanding, wink, wink, that this only applies if you're white. Yes. It only applies if you're white, or only applies to you if you're black. Uh, you know, it depends. Did I ever tell you about when I, because I used to, I've worked many, many jobs, and one of the jobs I worked when I was, I was shoplifting prevention at, a, at Walmart, and it was right, it was right around the George Zimmerman time, and so, uh, you know, when you're, you're shoplifter prevention, you keep your eye on, like, the, the, the items you know that seasonally are going to be stolen a lot. And it was back to school season, so we knew that, like, school uniforms were a big item that got stole, got stole, that were stolen. So I happened to walk by the school uniform aisle, and I see this couple, and they are throwing uh, school uniforms into a shopping cart like it is the apocalypse. And this, number one, strikes me as odd because I'm like, nobody's got that many kids. But even if they are running, like, a daycare center, they're not even checking sizes. They're just ripping them off the racks, throwing them, throwing them, ripping them, throwing them. So I text my uh, text uh, my boss, and I'm like, hey, I think these people are about to try to steal a whole bunch of school uniforms. And she goes, all right, keep an eye on them. So I'm really clumsy, so I'm trying to, like, pretend like I'm a customer and, like, follow them. But, like, they, 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 they spot me. So I kind of, I kind of, I was like, all right, let me fade back. And they follow me down an aisle and they're just like, they're just like, they, they've surrounded, this couple has surrounded me and they're just like yelling at me and like, you motherfucker, you, you have fallen us, huh? You think we ain't got money? You think we ain't got money? And then like, they go, like, you George Zimmerman looking motherfucker, this is George Zimmerman. <laughs> and so they're calling me George Zimmerman and the whole time I'm just like, really they plan to steal them at this point if they... They know what you're thinking, and they only know what you're thinking because they know what they were thinking. Well, my whole thing was, like, I don't... When I was, like, following shoplifters, like, I, I didn't follow... I didn't be like, oh, there's a black person, I better follow them. Like, I, uh, I... Most of my callers tended to be white people, but they just happened they were black couples, and they're yelling at me, and like, like, do something! I wish you would! I wish you would! And I'm like... I'm just George Zimmerman-looking motherfucker. Yeah, and I'm just texting my boss, I'm like, hey, they spotted me. Also, they're yelling at me, and possibly going to beat the crap out of me. Uh, you take over. I've been compromised, and I just kept going. Well, what are you guys talking about? I'm uh, just a shopper here. I'm just a uh, just a shopper. I'm gonna I'm gonna go now. 
And uh, then they ditched the buggy and just left the store. But it was, it was the whole time they're yelling at me. I'm like, George Zimmerman is Hispanic. I don't look <laughs> Hispanic at all. Hey, you look Asian. Yeah, I've been told that before. But it was just, it was, it was just so weird. I'm just like, guys, I, I don't even. I want to sit down and just have a long conversation with you guys about like, you know, like like race and crime and like stuff like that. But they didn't seem like the kind of people that wanted to sit down and talk about the struggle. Race inequality. Yeah, it was like five hundred dollars worth of clothes, man. That was that was crazy. That was almost as crazy as the time I saw a guy try to steal a big screen TV. I wonder why that was their racket, though. Like any other type of clothes would be way easier to sell. Would be, you know, it would be less. You you would need a less specific audience to sell it to. No, 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 uh, no. It wouldn't be looked at quite as well. The school clothes are easy to sell because everybody needs. Like that was around the time all these schools require you to have uniforms for your kids. And it's a really good racket around the beginning of the school year. You just put it out there and go, hey, I got all these uh, all these, all these, these polo shirts and khaki pants and all that, and kid sizes, all sizes. Uh, come get them. They're, you know, they're cheaper than you'll find in the store. It's a great racket, man. It's like, yeah. Well, it's, then I learned something about theft today. Yeah, so you got to imagine if they had, had, they had $500 worth of clothes, uh, they you know, would probably make a little bit less than $500. But that's a, that's a, that's a good haul of just pants and shirts, <laughs> you know? Yar. But yeah, so yeah, it just I don't know, I man. It pains me that we're back to this weird, we're this weird, like, kind of almost going backwards, like racially now. I don't like. Well, the pendulum swings back and forth, and we uh, took a good step forward recently. So now it's time to take a horrendous step backwards, and not just with Obama being the first African American president, but also with gays getting the right to marry now. Like that was just a sweep nationwide. So that was really cool, but that's also going to piss a lot of people off. Yeah, no, I think it pissed off way fewer people than Obama being president. Like I yeah, really that... think that's. Uh, that was a thorn in enough people's side that they, along with Vladimir Putin, were able to appoint this current guy president. It's just shocking to me that just because Obama was, like, not a white dude, that just seemed to stick in people's crawl. Like, they could not, they just could not fathom it, and so they just went. And he did it, he did, you know, like we talked before, I don't agree with those policies, but I think he did a pretty good job for a guy that was being obstructed at every turn just because he was the first black president. Well, a lot of people were, yeah, just because he was the first black president, because they voted in a whole lot of Tea Party members, and that oh, allowed yeah. them to have this armada against him. Is the Tea Party from doing anything. Is the Tea Party still around? Yeah, a lot of their people are still in Congress. Because um, those dudes with were any crazy. Luck, a lot of them, a lot of their seats are finally going to come open for the first time in this year, right? Yeah, vote Because them. it's been six years since they were first all put in in mass. Vote the bums out, I say. Yeah, they were only put in to say no to Obama. They didn't. They've never read a line of legislation in their life. They just came in, voted no on whatever Obama said, yes on whatever uh, Mitch McConnell said. End of story. It bothers me that we don't. And I don't know about you. I don't have a political party, and, uh, man. The um, for people out there that how do I put this? Fun fact, if we do get a majority Democrats in 2018, then Nancy Pelosi will take over for Turtle Man Mitch McConnell. Then if we manage to remove Trump and Pence at the same time, Pence possibly being tangled up in this whole 
web of Russia, if Trump's unable to appoint a new VP or Pence doesn't become VP temporarily and appoint a new guy beneath him, if they both get out at the same time, then we could have President Nancy Pelosi. I don't think the way the political machine will eventually protect itself, even if it has to give up a sacrifice. And I've said this before, my prediction is the impeachment process may not completely remove Trump. But even if it does, I can't imagine it goes any further than the it goes any further than just Trump. I can't imagine they would get rid of the vice president because it also throws our democracy into a tailspin. I just, our democracy is in a tailspin, so what happens should reflect that. No, it should. It should absolutely. Everybody that colluded should be removed. I'm just saying I don't think, you know, I think it would be very much like the other presidents when like he'd be removed, he'd be pardoned, fade yeah. off into a life of drinking that, himself that, to death. That's most likely what's going to happen. And I believe that 20, 30, 50 years from now, trials are still going to be going on. The descendants of Mueller, like as soon as Mueller's done with what he's doing, he's going to pass this case off to four, five, six other people, and they're going to carry on where he left off, well, arresting everyone else that was involved in this. This is going to keep going for a long, long well, time. Well, my, big, my bigger fear is, and we talked about this a little bit before, is that like, in the next election, because we haven't done anything to stop the Russians from, and I don't even mean colluding at this point, I mean actively vote hacking. We haven't done anything to stop them from doing that, that they may just become emboldened. They may do it again. Uh, Trump may decide to not step down if he ends up winning a second term or if he ends up losing. You know, he may, he may refuse to step down. We may have a real, a real, real, real crisis where we have a man in power that refuses to give it up. And then, you know, I don't know what we'll do. Well, I've talked about this a little bit. I think that, honestly, if he loses the election and refuses to step down because he cries foul, I may leave. I may, I may pack my bags and leave the country because I'm not going to live under a tyrant. Say what you will about this election. It was close enough that, like, I still think it's – I don't think it's legitimate. But at the same time, I'm not calling for, like, armed revolution. But it, uh, a president blatantly refusing to step out of office – is where I'm just like, all right, if he doesn't get gone, then I'm out. Uh, which brings us back to not being affiliated with any particular party. You know, it is very hard to say that we would affiliate, if we did affiliate with Democrats, that's a hard thing to say because they don't really have a party right now. I have a theory that they have a hidden leader, like waiting uh, in the background to step forward when it comes closer to the election, because the less we know about him, the closer we get to the elections, the less Fox News will be able to just start making stuff up and throwing things against the wall to see what sticks. Because they have to figure out what propaganda sticks and then really drive that point home. I they just forever to do that with Hillary, no time to do that with Obama, and that's why Obama was able to rise up and get past him. I just saw, I just saw a thing that was just like, Cory Booker refuses to take money from the Super PAC. I think we have our 2020 candidate. And I was like, no, shut, 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 shut your damn mouth. Shut your yeah. damn, shut your damn mouth. Shut it, shut it, shut it up. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the two-party system sucks. And some people say, well, you know, we'll look at how the third party votes uh, swing the election. But they really don't, because yeah. I'm pretty sure that an equal number of Dems and GOP voters potential ones, you know, move into libertarian or green party. Well, there was never so, supposed to be two parties in the government. That was like, that was a thing that when they set it up, they're like, yeah, we're not doing a two party system. And it just has been whittled down to this dumb two party system. I think the whole way we vote needs to be redone in that. I think, what is it called? Um, 
the type of there's a name for it, the type of voting where you basically have a couple candidates and you vote. All right, number one, I want this person. If I can't have them, this is my number two. And if I can't have them, I have number three. And oh, I know what you're talking about. I yeah, forgot what it's called. What's wrong? Um, what's wrong with that? I like that. I'm sure, yeah, it'll be confusing. There'll be a lot more close races, but I think more people will get a person that more people agree on that way than just two know, people. All these constitutional purists and beginning of America purists should know that in the beginning, whoever the number two was at the end of a presidential election, they became the vice president. That means if you really do believe in the Constitution as the founding fathers decreed it then hillary clinton should be vp right now and when trump gets impeached for being you know putin's puppet then hillary would be president you know just I like, saying yeah i mean like i think we need we need and that's a problem is we need to be more we need more middle of the road candidates okay yeah so if it came down to like if you put a voting ticket up with four people it's on it really it's really hard to have a middle of the road candidate because hillary was extremely middle of the road leaning right leaning well pretty hard right, what I, well, no what i mean but no one I, felt that they kept saying she was crazy left because we've our whole system's been skewed so far to the right way worse than any other country but what i mean and the way to get it back to center is that if you had four candidates and people were like hell no to hillary and the other half of the people were like hell no to trump then somebody that we all could have kind of liked would have won, you know? If it was like Hillary, Trump, Kasich, uh, but the pizza that's guy. Where that's where tribalism comes in and sort of screws us over. Tribalism says, you know, I picked this team. I'm going right. to want them to win no matter what. Right, right, right. But but you still have to fill out your second choice and your third choice. So guess what? If enough of us, like, if enough of our third Oh, you're going back to the um, yeah. that other type of voting. That's how you... That's how you fix it. it. Yeah, that type of voting, guys. If you're if you're listening, look up this type of voting, and also remember to tweet hashtag gun insurance. It's like elective voting or something like. That. Yeah, like elective yeah, voting. You, um, it's the it's you, um, it prevents say, it prevents tribalism. Yeah, because half the country might say number one Hillary, number one Trump, and then everyone else would say number two John. Oh, yeah. fuck, what's his name again? Uh, number two, John Kasich. Because John, Johnson, Gary Johnson, Gary, Gary Johnson. John, God I no, say John no. Kasich. You know what? I, I don't even know if I like. I think I might like Kasich better than Gary Johnson. Huh? Because I feel like Gary Johnson is Gary Johnson is a represented a, a representation of. You remember for most of our lives the way they would attack marijuana legislation? They would go, yeah. "We need it. We need it medically." Like people weren't arguing, like, "No, this should just be legal." And it was these goofy people that, like, just, you're like, there's no way, dude, you're going to get this passed. Stop arguing for it being medical, you dirty hippie, and just argue for it on its merit. And I feel like Gary Johnson is the medical marijuana of the 90s when it's just like, can we get rid of him and get a serious candidate? Someone that's just like, make recreational drugs legal, all of them. And then we can uh, treat people that become addicted same thing we do with alcohol right See, that's, alcohol's just that, that's legal where... <laughs> so if you have a problem with alcohol you can be treated for it because it's not shameful to be public about drinking alcohol. i don't agree with the war on drugs but i also don't think that making heroin able to be bought is necessarily maybe if you want heroin or meth you have to get it prescribed by a doctor i think yeah like heroin crack and meth i think are like the big three that i personally would never choose to do yeah. but but I do think that yeah, you should be sentenced. To, you should be sentenced to prison for using. You should be sentenced to prison. You should be sentenced to treatment that works and yeah. keeps being sent back to treatment until it sticks. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, hashtag 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 uh, gun insurance and hashtag whatever the name of that voting that voting thing. I really want to know what that was. Yar.
Yeah. So we have no clue. So I think that's uh, I think that's it for this week, man. I feel like we really we hammered gun control. We fixed we fixed the gun problem. If people will listen to us, we yeah, haven't. I see I see a lot of people out there, you know, like YouTubers and people on Twitter saying, "Look, I'm just saying this is a problem. I don't know how to fix it. Put the people that we elected in charge to fix it." And I'm like, Congress. They can't do anything right. Let's not count on them. Let's not wait for them to come up with a solution. They never will. That's not going to happen, especially under this administration, above well, and beyond all other. It things. comes, it, dude. It so comes. Yeah, we'll it, we'll fix it, and we it did just fix it. Comes down again to voting, man. We have to change. I sound like a hit. It's voting, man. We have to change the system. Here's the problem, like. They're all beholden. man. They're all beholden to one party or the other. There's no middle of the road candidates anymore. There's nobody in Congress that's like a a Republican or a Democrat. They're all like they're all so so separated. We need that. We need to put in a new voting process that counteracts tribalism. You know that was the whole point of the Constitution was that it was it should have been a thing that counteracted our the angels of of our you know that that uh, that played to the angels of our better nature. You know, because you know people are going to screw up, so you try to stack the game in that if they do screw up, here's a thing in place to fix the screw up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think we really got to fix the way we vote. But it just, it bothers me because the only way to fix it is for the people in power to fix it, but they won't fix it because they're profiting from it. So how do we get rid of them and put people in that will fix it? Yar. Oh, we should also make voting... Uh, like they do in other mandatory. countries. Mandatory, and it should be a national holiday. Every time you vote, should be like a half day or a national holiday or voting. There should be a voting week. We were, we, we were talking about the ways that they pass laws that are incredibly racist without them being called racist. Things like making sure that voting occurs on work days is one of the ways in which they're very racist because that stops yeah. black people from being able to vote. But it's I hate to generalize because that's like what racism is. But in a lot of African-American communities, black people get together on church and it's like, uh, what's it called? Something to the polls? Anyway, uh, they just get on buses at church and they bus on over there and they all vote. And now they're trying to say, well, now you can't vote on Sunday. That's specifically to stop them from voting. Well, it also disproportionately attacks the poor because we've all worked jobs where, like, you don't get sick time, man. You don't come in. You don't eat. And if you got kids, they don't eat either. So that's the thing is we need we need to fix, but we need to get everybody out because but yeah, just make it a holiday, and then, like you're saying, I say make it. I say make one day of the week a holiday, or at the very least, extending voting hours. So voting hours are like from 8 a.m. to like 11 p.m., and you have an entire week to go vote. So there's a week, so you can find even if you don't make it a national holiday, you can find some time during the week uh, to go vote, and legally you should be able to ask for a paid. You know, like, say, like, a paid two hours or whatever to go vote, right? If we can't make it a yeah. holiday, we'll make it that. But I think just making it a freaking holiday. Make it Depending a week. on the place, two hours wouldn't be enough, but... Yeah, give people, give people time to go vote, because clearly the world... Yeah, the, the way work works in America is horrendous. Like, people never get time off here. It's uh, just part of our culture, though. Like, in most of the other civilized countries, they get a month off for holiday, and... They get maternity leave everywhere except for, like, here in Guam, I think? I don't know. It's like, anyway, that's a whole different topic for another time. Yeah, workers, workers' rights. Yeah, we'll tear into that one of these days. But yeah, let's fix the voting, man. Let's, let's, let's fix tribalism so that, like, look, I don't care if my guy doesn't get elected. I just don't want the worst guy that you can pick to also get elected. 
But if we can right. all if we can all vote just a middle of the road guy, I'm Gary fine. Johnson, no one's yeah. happy. Put him in. Yeah, I'm fine with I'm fine with like I don't have my team doesn't have to win, but I also don't want to be jailed in Guantanamo because your team won. And we were also saying we don't have a team, but you know. Yeah, that's the other thing. What about people like me that don't have a team? Like it's the same reason I don't watch football. I don't care. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It, it, like I go yeah, to the. It was the birds versus the cheaters, right? I, I, th- I like yeah. birds, but I don't know. I, I go I go and I vote, and I just look at the polls, and I'm just like, I hate all of these people. Why aren't there more choices? Like, why isn't there somebody that I like? And I end up, I end up, you know, I end up voting. I think I voted third party in every election that I've ever voted in. Everyone's like, you're just you're just wasting your vote. It's your your fault that Trump got elected. I go, no 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 no. If you don't vote third party, you'd break the two party system, you idiot. I'm doing my part. Don't get mad at me for doing my part. Look at your own self and go, oh, you just you just accepted what was offered uh, instead of standing up and voting your conscience. Though you did make a promise that uh, if you voted third party and Trump did get elected, that you would join the resistance whenever we had to uh, wrangle the government back from him. Did so, I? I? Man, yeah. I say so much stuff that you remember that I'm like, oh, man, I said that? That sounds like something I'd say. Yeah. Of course, now you're saying you would leave the country if he did that. So you know you gotta pick which promise you want to go with. Well, I, I tell you, are, are, you, are you fleeing or are you taking up arms? Well, I can. I, we can't I, say. You better not say. Yeah, that's a specific threat. Again, I the just one rule of the podcast. I just railed. See, you're trying to. It's like you're you're like an <laughs> you're like an FBI informant that's been working deep cover my whole life just to get me to admit that I'm going to like threaten a sitting well, president. So then you can, because I feel like the day I finally admit a threat against the sitting president recorded on a podcast, guys are going to zip line in through my window, and then like we find out that like your your name's not even your own name. You're like, yeah, sorry, my name's Bobby 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 Rosigliano. Uh, I got a family I haven't seen in how long have we been friends? Oh wow. Uh- Fifteen years? Yeah, uh, I've been working deep. I've been working. Market. I've been working deep cover. I haven't seen my family in fifteen years. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually like fifty-eight years old. This, <laughs> just um, amazing surgery has kept me yeah. this young. She's been a deep cover operation to bag this bag this one guy. Yeah, no, I just the, the we problem got is, we got George Zimmerman. You know the problem is with that the promise I made to take up arms. That's resistance. why they were calling you Zimmerman because you are him, but we had to like relocate you in witness protection, and you were hypnotized to think you're someone else. And also hypnotize and then you were me. Caught by the FBI deep cover guy. I was going to say to hypnotize me, but also do something to make me smarter. Because <laughs> that's my problem with George Zimmerman was like he talked to the cops and he's like, "Hey, hey, I'm tailing this guy with a hoodie," and they're like, "Oh, sir, um, maybe don't do that." And he's like, "Roger, do it, okay." But uh, my whole point was, so I've come to this, because I'm not taking up arm resistance against the government unless it it gets really bad in that thing. I think it's better to flee because they can just drone strike you. But like I told the guy, if arm resistance is all you've got left, then you've lost. Then the rule of law is kind of like, the rule of law are kind of like the the lines on the road, right? They only work if everybody believes that you should stay in that lane. Yeah, there's nothing stopping me from just driving in the other lane. Yeah, you know what's also as great? As, as long as we all agree to do what the rules are, it's just like in a classroom. Like, if all the students decided we're not going to do what the teacher says, then the teacher can't make you. Oh, I can. We all just sort of agree. <laughs> I can as a teacher, and I do. But that gives try away me. your occupation. You tried not to do that. I, that's fine. I'm giving away my occupation. I, it's, at some point, <laughs> we if, give up. if someone wants to come after me, I'm just not going to go into specifics. I do teach. 
and I, I will try not to to give away uh, too much about where I teach and my students. But but no, I I, I yeah, I've had groups of students that were just like we're going to rebel, and 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 now that I'm an older teacher, yeah, go ahead and rebel. We'll see how that goes because uh, <laughs> I've got I've got leverage on all of you. That's why I find out. Oh, do you do you do you play any sports? Mm. So now I know I know about something you love, and I can use it against you. Oh, do you, are your parents are your parents real hard on you? Like you know about your grades and stuff? That's cool. Yeah, I can talk to them. You know, like I got I got stuff. I got stuff. Yeah, that sounds like that kind of makes you sound like Mar. You're slowly becoming her now. Tell me what you love, so that I may takes it from you. Well, I'm, I'm using it for good. I'm using what you love against you to either no, uh, it's a slippery slope, Peter. It's to, a slippery either, slope. to either to either force you or 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 manipulate you into your into embracing your education. That's that's all I'm doing. So the one thing I wanted to talk about before we go, because we're we're uh, we're we're an hour and sixteen minutes in, and I feel like this could go. I think the problem was we both loaded up on coffee before this started. Yeah, I've got a brand new French press, courtesy of my. My lovely girlfriend, and it's changed my life. It's so I good. I have a uh, Keurig, and it's amazing because it's just instant coffee anytime. Get the morning blend, Green Mountain. You're, you're going to have coffee on a bagel. You're going to have coffee anytime. <laughs> I've had that song stuck in my head all week, and I think it's your fault now. Why would you want, why would you, sing it? Why would you want coffee on a bagel? Shut up, it's a Keurig! <laughs> <laughs> just drink it! So, so uh, this thing about the French press is great because the coffee's so much better, and I think it's stronger. And the other day, uh, I was uh, I was between classes, and I had to go sign some paperwork. And I'm signing it. I'm like, why is my hand shaking? And I went, oh yeah, because I've drank like a gallon of strong coffee. It's good mm-hmm. though. So the thing I wanted to talk about before we before we end this 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 thing that I guess I will call probably Exhibit C. Because I'm certain that a recording of this is going to be in a little plastic baggie in a courtroom. So you see, uh, exhibit C, Your Honor. Let's take a listen. The thing I wanted to talk about was roll, uh, roll two twelve. I've been, I've been reading, I've been reading it. I uh, really enjoy it, and it has occurred to me that our president uh, is the monster. He either is the monster from it, or Mitch McConnell is the monster from it, and he's pulling the strings. Pennywise the clown, he means. Yeah. Stephen King's it. Yeah, Stephen King's it, that monster that like shapeshifts into your worst fears. And it's it can because because he does. That's his presidency. He shapeshifts into some people's worst fears, and uh, he becomes some people's worst fears, and then he dangles other people's worst fears in front of them like like immigration. Like chain immigration. I think, I think that Mitch McConnell's a different type of old god. I think that he is your childhood pet that is dead. And the same dread and depression and sorrow you felt the first moment you realized that pet was dead is what you feel every time you look upon McConnell's face. So some people look at him and they do see a turtle. Others might see a bunny or a kitty or a puppy that was hit by a car right before their eyes, scarring them for life. I will say one thing about McConnell. He had, not lupus, what is the disease everybody got during the FDR administration? His KNR, the beast of a thousand faces, the goat of a hundred young. Will you focus for a minute. I'm trying to think of a disease name here, and you're just like you're going off uh, into you're going off syphilis? into like a, no, not syphilis. The kids were all getting it. Ah, uh, it paralyzes you. FDR had it. Oh, um, 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 um. Uh, yeah, it's uh, not it's not shingles or syphilis. If FDR had syphilis, lupus. no, not we just established it's not lupus. And all the kids are all the kids are getting lupus. Is it uh? Is it TB? 
No, it's not tuberculosis. Like it was, uh, it was, a, it was a disease. I feel like we're in an episode of House, and we're like trying to diagnose a patient. I'm it just was... like spitballing at the. Yeah, board. it's not always lupus, House. Good lord. <laughs> I'm just googling FDR disease. Um... What is it? Tell me. It's not telling me. Oh my god. President Roosevelt's paralytic illness. Tell me the name of it. Try looking him up on Wikipedia and just do a control find for disease. The word disease. Well, I know the March of Dimes was also started because it. So dime it was. Disease. What? He had dime disease. Nickelback. No, oh my god. It you all were, comes full circle. You are the worst person when I need help thinking of a disease that's not lupus. <laughs> And you just go into your old god leg. He was the god of a thousand faces. Yeah. Uh, so, ah, oh god, it's gonna drive me crazy. It was polio. Oh, my god, it's friggin' polio. Ah, yes, yes. So I think if I remember correctly, of a thousand faces. Mitch McConnell had polio when he was a young turtle. And <laughs> if I if I remember this correctly, I believe it was Mitch McConnell because like he was treated by donations from the March of Dimes, which was a charitable organization that was started to be like. Uh, if we can gather enough dimes, we can treat these polio patients for free because it's prohibitively expensive because we're all poor. And so this guy being a recipient of, like, basically welfare, people helping people out, then it's just like, now I'm going to slash benefits from everybody else. I'm just like, God, I hope your polio comes back. I mean, it's just like how, um, God, what's his name? Bill O'Reilly, his father benefited greatly from unions, and now he rallies to, um, he rages to uh, get rid of unions. Jeez, uh, man, that's a whole other thing. Is like, I don't know why people hate unions, because I just like, man, did, did, do you think you'd like working 19 hours in a coal mine? Then union yeah, up. Do, like, come do on. Do you think your 12-year-old child should work tw um, 16 hours in a coal mine? Yeah. Then get yelled at by Rob Reiner when he goes to smoke a cigarette in a diner? It's yeah. Like, like, come on, man. <laughs> anyway. It's just the right and the left hammering at you. But anyway, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're about to wrap this thing up here because we are... Uh, super out of time. <laughs> we're super out of time. Uh, so one of these days, and we'll, we'll do it for you guys one day when we get a bigger following, I think we're going to try to do... We're going to see how long we can podcast one day. We're just going to see if we can put just like a, like a five-hour monstrosity up. I see that going very poorly whenever we go for, like, four and a half hours. Like, um, oh, what, what was her name? Actually, it was Nancy Pelosi, right? She um, filibustered for eight hours. Man, look, you know, we're, I talked... We're going to go like that, and then at the four and a half hour mark, the um, Skype's going to freeze, or Audacity's going to break, and we're just going to lose everything. I've talked to, I've talked several times about how I don't like Pelosi, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But I gotta say, man, I respect her, A, for being, like, 100 million years old, filibustering, and, like, doing it in high heels! Yeah. Because, as a, as a, a I, I would say, a formerly fit human being, I could not, <laughs> I could not stand. I mean, I could not put high heels on and just stand up. Like, I, huh? I, I'm unable to do it, it's, so. It is awful. So hats, hats off to Pelosi, man. She's, she's, she's sacked up more than I can. Uh, so before we wrap this up, uh, we're going to ha hashtag gun insurance. When, uh, hashtag gun insurance. Hashtag gun insurance. When, uh, when, when mayhem happens. Make it, make it trend, save the world. Uh, just like save the cheerleader, save the world. Make it trend, save the world. Or, uh, uh, or We have like a, uh, a thing there, don't we? Or what, is, uh, what, is, uh, what do they say with, uh, with Geico when they're like, uh, hey, <laughs> I just saved a whole bunch of money on my, my gun insurance by switching to Geico. Okay, so that Geico. one doesn't work either. Six 
Geico, a few minutes can save you 17 school children or more. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so hashtag gun insurance, uh, you know, uh, fix the vote, man. Uh, kill tribalism. Let's let's make it yeah. dead. Let's make things let's make things better. Or, uh, you know, failing that, guys, we can all flee the country together because it would be fun to take our audience of eight people with us. <laughs> we can. Oh, if they really like us, and they might pay for our boat. Oh, that would be great, guys. Let's. Uh, so uh, eventually, we want to get on Patreon, like, or we want to like get a, on one of these a Kickstarter. Uh, yeah. go fund me for um, our tickets out of here. So yeah, guys, we want you to go fund us and get us out of here before they start putting us in concentration camps. We, um, I'm thinking about going to like a small shanty in Ireland because I'm a poor planner and don't realize that the mosquitoes out there are going to eat me alive. I think you, I don't know, man. I don't know if you would want, Ireland would depress me just, I feel like because of this, the rainy, the raininess of it all. Mm-hmm. I want to go, uh, I want to go Where somewhere. you happier? Kokomo? I, yeah, Kokomo. Let's get there fast and then we'll vote real slow. That's where we want to go. Way, Way down, down in Kokomo. Every bit of skill we displayed New Year's Day. All right, guys. Well, that's uh, that's been it for your podcast this week. Uh, I'm Peter. I'm Pat. <laughs> Patrick Wilde of Thrift. <laughs> and Patrick Wilde of Thrift. No one's going to believe the word Wilde is a real name. Man, people don't believe that the school shootings are real, so who cares? You're right. I yep. mean, why don't we just, like, make up fake cartoon names, right? Like, I could be Homer Simpson and you could be Peter Griffin. Because... Yeah, names that no one will ever believe. Because we're not 10-year-olds that have been arrested by the police? That's a that's also an inside joke that no one's going to get but us and, like, people that know us. That's great, because people that, uh, you know, people that are listening to this really enjoy inside jokes. <laughs> they might. I'm pretty sure the eight people are all, like, people we know personally. All right, guys. What are these two doing? Follow us on uh, what was it? Those muckrakers at Twitter. Oh, uh, yes, at those muckrakers on Twitter. And follow us. What? Where can they email us? Email us all your hate mail. Uh, what is it? Those muckrakers at gmail dot com. Or your love mail. Oh, Either way, word. mail us. Hit us up. Or your we'd love, love mail. We'd yeah, love to we're, hear we're, from you. We're desperately lonely individuals. We this need is the true. attention. All right, guys, uh, I guess, and uh, as always, uh, keep your powder dry.